Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Jones 
was busted uh, for possession of the handgun. I'm just gonna start right there. You know, um, you know my views on this man. You know these these rap cats. You know Nelly. To me, man, this cat got no business. You know, said you know you know these cats gonna get high, man. You know, what I'm saying that's just a gimme. But you know, a man of his stature, money this guy got, you ain't got no business with no guns anywhere around you. You know, what I'm saying especially guns of those calibers. So kind of you know go tell me you know what you're gonna do with this uh with this weed? Probably selling it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, you know what I'm saying? Just a sad story with these rap cats. You know what I'm saying? They're going to have these drugs, man. They own these drugs. You know, you, you hold these rap cats up at this high esteem. Uh, you know what I'm saying? And these rap cats basically junkies. You know what I'm saying? And like I said before, when you engage in the work of uh, occultism and uh, Illuminatiism and you take these packs, of course, the first thing you want to do is get when you lose your manhood, you know what I'm saying, you take these uh, demonic paths, getting fucked in the ass for deals and wealth and whatever. Of course, you want to get high all the time, man, to forget about the fact how you lost your manhood. You know what I'm saying? You know, so, you know, Nelly, man, you know, you know, I ain't on hit man. So he's a, you know what I'm saying? He got good music or whatever, you know what I mean? I mean, be, be honest with you, man, to me, as far as Nelly music is concerned, his flow, man, I think Country Grammar, you know, that first joint he dropped was probably the most, best joint he ever dropped. You know what I'm saying? I mean, of course, he caught national exposure. He caught, had a good crossover following. And uh, man making mad money. You know what I'm saying? I think he got the little reality show. I mean, nigga done fell off musically. Uh, he's trying to get back out there as far as the reality show and all that type of shit. Uh, you know, he lost his girl, you know, Ashanti and all that type of shit. Probably wanted to put up for a sacrifice. But, uh, yeah, man, you know, my thing about it is, yeah, niggas is guilty as fucking sin. You know what I'm saying? You know, lock the motherfucker up. You know, of course, he going to get right back out. You know what I'm saying? He probably had his shit tied up in court. But, um, yeah, man, when you down with the, uh, you know, that occultism and that Illuminatiism and losing your manhood and fucking niggas in the ass and sucking dicks for deals and shit, uh, of course, you're going to get high off any type of drug you can get high off of. And that's the whole point of uh, occultism anyway. They want to introduce what they say, uh, strange drugs, alter states of consciousness. You know what I'm saying? That's what it's all about, kid. You know what I'm saying? So, hey, no wonder. You know what I mean? So uh, let that motherfucker do some time, kid. You know what I'm saying? No doubt. Uh, moving right along here. Uh, and this is a story here locally in the Atlanta area, but it also caught some uh, national headlines about the uh, the Atlanta cheating scandal. You know what I'm saying? Here in the Atlanta area, there was a bunch of teachers and educators, about 11 of them. Uh, they were convicted of, uh, you know, cheating, helping the kids cheat, changing test scores so the kids could pass through and uh, go on to uh, high school or whatever. And, you know, the whole thing about this thing, these cats was making money. You know, it was a lot of raises involved, bonuses was involved for how many of these kids had. And that's the whole reason that I believe that they were even prosecuted because these cats was making money off this shit. Large bonuses. Teachers were getting paid good bonuses for letting these kids go through. And any time there's money to be made, of course, you know what I'm saying, the force of the be is going to come against you, federal or state. You know what I'm saying? If there wasn't no money being made, I think, uh, you know, nobody would give a fuck about this. But anyway, you know, this is the uh, AJC here locally reporting. The leader of a Georgia group that represents teachers and the Reverend Bernice King want leniency for the 11 former educators convicted last week for their roles in the Atlanta public schools test cheating scandal. The educators are facing up to 20 years in prison, barring to change student answers on state exams. Two jurors said in an exclusive interview Thursday with the Atlanta Journal-Constitution 
that they believe the educators were pressured by APS administrators to cheat. The educators are scheduled to be sentenced on Monday. And I'm going to stop right there for a minute. When they said uh, that the teachers were pressured by the administrators to cheat, uh, I think that at that time the school attendant or whatever name was, the, the big cat involved in this thing was, uh, I think, uh, Dr. Hall. But, uh, you know, her ass got off, you know, saying, uh, I mean, I guess God had other plans for her before they could even, uh, when they was in the process of uh, indicting him, uh, she, caught, she went to stage four breast cancer. She later passed away. So she couldn't even uh, get uh, come to justice over what she did. I mean, well, she did come to justice because God got some uh, better plans for her. But, uh, you know what I'm saying, I guess in order to face prosecution and to face possible imprisonment, she went on ahead and checked the fuck out with the stage four breast cancer. So, uh, you know, she called a final judgment. But anyway, getting back to the story, uh, while I agree that conspiring to change test scores is unethical, and our laws clearly express that as a crime, I don't believe that 15 to 25-year prison sentences align with their crimes that were committed by the APS 11, said King. And that's uh, Bernice King, Dr. King's daughter, CEO of the King Center, which was created to honor the work of her father, Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. She said that in a statement Thursday. Bernice King says she hopes that the educators are sentenced to probation or some form of punishment that does not require jail time. The Georgia Association of Educators President, Sid Chapman, echo King's comments in a separate statement Thursday. The Georgia Association of Educators does not condone cheating or unethical conduct in the education profession. We believe that sentencing of APS educators found guilty should reflect the punishment that is proportional to the crime, Chapman said. Well, let's start right here with this story. Um, I kind of got, you know, mixed feelings on this thing here. You know, you got... Uh, you know, Dr. Bernice King, she's, uh, you know, speaking up for these cats. Uh, and if you've seen the sentencing, I think it was last week or a couple of weeks ago on television, you know, I think one of the guys, bald head dude, man, looked like a little Muslim or whatever. When they when they came down with the guilty verdict, this nigga looked like he couldn't believe that he was going to fucking prison. This nigga had a look on his face. It was fucking priceless. Uh, all 11 of them, I think one of them got off. You know, you had a lot of chicks tied up in that shit, too. And they all found guilty. My thing is, I really don't think they should get jail time. Uh, I don't want to see any of them go to prison. Uh, but they, they were offered plea deals. Uh, they could have went on ahead and copped the plea and uh, got probation. But uh, I think here in Georgia, you got a thing called the First Offenders Act. Well, uh, you know, if you haven't committed a felony or anything like that and you get convicted, it, uh, you automatically get probation. Uh, regarding that you go ahead and do your probation and not get in any more trouble, and then that would be wiped off your record. So I guess many of them might fall in the First Offender Treatment. Uh, it might get probation anyway, um, depending if they had any other type of fel- felonious crimes on their, uh, you know, criminal record. But my thing is, uh, I agree with Bernice King on this one. Uh, you know, I don't think they should go to prison for that. Um, there are a lot of teachers, hey, man, you know, the teacher profession uh, doesn't pay shit here in Georgia. I think the average uh, salary for a teacher in the Atlanta public school system probably, what, maybe right at 30? Um, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, we all know the uh, state of Georgia is getting stingy on that shit. But um, I don't think that's the state uh, pay, that pays them. I think uh, the teaching profession, I think it's the county that's paying them or the city that's paying them. But still, uh, I don't think they should get any jail time for that. I think, like you said, maybe probation or some type of punishment might be deemed fit. But, hey, man, they, you know, it's up to the judge, and they're uh, facing 15 to 25. So just think about that. 15 to 25 years in the Georgia State Prison for helping some kids change some test scores. And, you know, yeah, it does do the kids a disjustice, 
you know, because they're not learning anything. But, hell, I mean, um, be honest with you, these kids here in the Georgia school system, they learn shit anyway. They probably helped them out. Because if I, I tell you the truth, shit, they didn't change the test goals, I don't probably wasn't graduating. Because I think the state of Georgia is what, like, you know, for education concerned, uh, in the nation ranks around maybe dead last in the, in the bottom five. So you got a lot of uh, dumbass kids here in the uh, public school system, and that's not, that, that's not a knock on the, uh, you know, the Georgia public school system, but uh, it really is some dumbass kids in there. Maybe uh, <laughs> I guess these, these kids, they probably helped some of them out. Because if it wasn't for changing the test score, they probably never got a fucking uh, school. They changed the test score here and there. So, uh, you know, I got mixed views on that, but I definitely don't think they should get jail time. Um, I do think they should be punished. But, uh, you know, the law is the law. And uh, me, at the end of the day, uh, shit, I don't know, man. Maybe some of the men might get jail time. And I believe a uh, judge probably be leaning on females. I think one of them just had a baby. Uh, you know, you pick a fine time to get pregnant. Well, just while you're going through the, uh, you know, the criminal justice process, you get pregnant, you know, thinking that's going to, you know, go ahead and sway maybe, the, you know, the jury or sentencing or the judge or sentencing. You know, you just popped out a baby and uh, maybe you might not go to prison. But all right, my take on the thing. I think the judge will give prison time to the men involved, but the women, I think they will get probation. And that's just how things go here in Georgia. They don't sentence a woman uh, to death row here. Uh, and basically these first-time offender women, they probably end up falling in the first offender treatment. Uh, but the little bald head, uh, the little bald head Muslim-looking dude, I mean, with the prices look on his face when they get guilty, uh, I do like to see him get a little jail time. But then he get out, though, man. I got to feel sorry for the little motherfucker. Uh, they already shamed enough. I mean, just look at it. You lost your uh, livelihood. They'll never, ever, 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 ever have a job as an educator here in Georgia ever behind that. They will never teach in a classroom again. They will never be in the administrative of a school again. So they've lost their livelihood, what they went to school for, what they went to school, their chosen profession. Just look at it. They lost that. I mean, these motherfuckers would be lucky, man, if they even get a job at the KFC after all this. They're not going to be able to make a living here in the state of Georgia. So sentencing them to prison, I think, is, you know, basically a little bit of overkill. Um, I do think the punishment should fit the crime. I don't think prison is in the answer, you know. But, uh, yeah, man, um, most of them are going to have to probably go to other states to get decent jobs. If they want to be educated, they might have to go to another state, preferably a state that didn't uh, hear about this uh, thing because it made national headlines. So uh, that's my take on that, man. My thing, no jail time for them. I don't want them to get jail time, but, you know, my prediction um, I think that the men will get some jail time, um, 15 to 25, man. I don't know. You know, or, or men might get some jail time, but the women are probably going to get probation because I just don't see the judge sending all them women. There's at least about six women up in that motherfucker. One of them just had a baby. I don't see the judge sending the women to prison for for 15 years behind that shit. Maybe a couple of the men involved. You know what I'm saying? Cause these motherfuckers are making money. But uh, that's that's so righteous for the night. Um, if you have any other uh, topics that you see is worthy, that's so righteous. You can always email me at uh, righteoushustleradio at wildmail dot com. That's uh, righteoushustleradio at wildmail dot com. Uh, we're gonna move right along here. Uh, let's see what we got up next. Um, tonight, the topic for tonight: the South Carolina police shooting. Um, are our black men putting themselves in positions to get hurt? You know what I'm saying? Did this guy uh, bring this shooting upon himself? We all seen the, the white uh, officers shoot the unarmed black man, but the guy did jump out of his car and run. 
And we have to look at both sides of this thing here. Yeah, they got the uh, the white officer did do wrong. He murdered him pretty much. But us as a uh, black man, and I'm a black man, so I got I can't speak for all black men. But you, you know, we're trying to little man up here. Um, do we have to start taking responsibility for our own actions? It seems we have to make better choices. You understand what I'm saying? And is this an attack on law enforcement in America? I myself study criminal justice myself. So I'm not saying I have a bias towards police officers, but I'm not going to talk negative about this nation's law enforcement. Because when your ass get in trouble or somebody's trying to rob you or something like that or fucking with you, who's the first person you call? Law enforcement. And you want them to come and fucking help you. So all this bucking back against law enforcement, man, right now going to fly with me. You know what I'm saying? It shouts out to all the Metro Atlanta law enforcement uh, who make it happen down here. Because you got a lot of crazy motherfuckers down here. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, that's going to be the topic for the night. Now, talking about the South Carolina police shooting, and we also have a guest for the night. Uh, the guest is my man Banks. Uh, I can't, I don't want to mess up this first name. You know, I just going to call him B Banks. And when he comes on, you know, you know, he's waiting in the wings, and when he comes on, he can pronounce that first name for you. But I'm just going to call him B Banks uh, from the West Coast. And, man, you know what I'm saying? There haven't been a savior from L.A. in a long time. I think the last the last savior from L.A. Uh, in the rap game to save the rap game was the game. So can this man possibly uh, hold the West Coast down in the future? We'll, you know, time will tell. We'll see. We'll talk to him uh, coming up on the other side of the hour. Uh, we're going to open up the chat rooms and the phone lines are open. The number is 646-716-8584. And you can always call in and chime in and ask a question or whatever. But now let's get down to the matter at hand, the topic for the night. A white police officer in North Charleston, South Carolina, was charged with murder on Tuesday after a video surfaced showing him shooting in the back and killing an apparently unarmed black man while the man ran away. The officer, Michael T. Slager, who's 33, said that he uh, feared for his life because the man had taken his stun gun in a scuffle after a traffic stop on Saturday. A video, however, shows the officer firing eight times at, as the man, Walter L. Scott, uh, who was 50 years old, fled. The North Charleston, the North Charleston mayor announced the state uh, charges at the news conference on Tuesday evening. The shooting came on the heels of a high-profile instances of police officers using lethal force in New York, Cleveland, Ferguson, Missouri, and elsewhere. The deaths have set off a national debate over whether the police are too quick to use force, particularly in cases involving black men. The White House Task Force has recommended a host of changes to the nation's police policies, and President Obama sent Attorney General Eric H. Holder Jr. to cities around the country to try to improve police relations with minority neighborhoods. And I'm going to stop right there. Now, uh, that's the first thing they tell us, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, and like I said, I'm practicing criminal justice in school. And that's the first thing they teach us to school uh, is about community policing. And a lot of this stuff goes back to community policing, but just got to look back there. This, they want to use this case and tie all these other instances of police brutality up. But in every situ, every last one of these cases, uh, even the the Ferguson, Missouri case, the guy, Eric, the, uh, the guy that was the, the fat guy in New York that was choked, uh, all these guys were bucking against law enforcement. They were bucking in some kind of way. They did not comply with the officers. And I'm just saying, and that goes to my topic for the night, are we putting ourselves in jeopardy? 
you have to look at both sides. You have to take responsibility for your actions. This guy in South Carolina, Walter Scott, uh, you know, and, and prayers go out for his family. You know what I'm saying? But uh, the guy had a warrant for child support. He takes off and run out the car. So when you do that, you automatically set in motion a series of events, you know what I'm saying, that you don't know how it can end. But, you know, instead of just manning up, when you know you already had a warrant, you know what I'm saying, you get stopped, you know the man going to check your license, just stay put, hey, man, if you get caught with it, you got caught with it. The worst thing could happen, I'm going to end up in jail. And I think as people were saying, he had just started the job, uh, la, 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 but hey, man, these things happen. I'd rather be judged by 12 than carried by 6. You understand what I'm saying? So, and I, and I also want to ask, is this an attack on the nation's law enforcement officers? Now, every single police incident is being brought to light, scrutinized and brought on TV, everything, including, you know, suspects running and police catching up with them and tackling them and stuff like that. Hey, man, this is officer training. What the fuck are these officers supposed to do? Sit here, man, and they got a split second to make a fucking decision. And what the fuck are these officers supposed to do? Let these niggas kill them? I don't think so. And the fact that the officers ended up being white and the perks are black, that'll tell you something about us black men. Most blacks are cursed. You got to look at it, man. You know what I'm saying? As a black man, break the curse. Break the generational curses in your bloodline with Yeshua Messiah. Because like I said, man, father ain't playing, man. And you got to look at the news, man. Look at the situations. Every last one of these people involved in these police uh, brutality incidents were bucking against law enforcement. So Walter Scott jumps out the car and starts running. Now, when you start running, you know the officer got to start running after your ass. And you got to look at it. Officers are human, whether they're white, black, Mexican, uh, Asian, or whatever. They're human. Motherfucker get mad if he got to chase after you. Nine times out of ten, at this, whether or not the perpetrator got a pistol or not. You understand what I'm saying? So why put yourself in that position to run out of car and you know an officer's going to fucking chase you? Why, if the man never jumped out the car and ran, I think we wouldn't even be having this story today. So who do you blame in that situation? Do you blame Walter Scott where he's gone? Could he have brought his death on himself? The situation in Ferguson with the Michael Brown. Hey, if he would have complied with the officer when he told him to, to stop, when he, you know, when he, when he called him and told him to stop, to stop bucking, could he have still been alive today? The incident with Eric Garner selling the cigarettes. I'm sure the officers told the motherfucker to comply. The motherfucker wanted to buck. So, of course, as you buck, they, you know what I'm saying? Anything can happen. You set in motion a series of events. And people are human. Officers get mad just like anybody else. They have lives just like anybody else. That guy in South Carolina, yeah, I saw the tape. He straight murdered him. But you don't know what type of day that officer was having. So even the more, if you get pulled over by an officer that's white, black, Mexican, or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Comply. These officers have what they call sovereign immunity, which means if something happens, it's hard to get these guys prosecuted unless you have clear-cut evidence, as in the case of the Walter Scott, there was clear-cut evidence, the phone video, showing exactly what happened. Now, it's not clear in the beginning of that video. I did see the taser hit the ground. I don't know if the Scott knocked the taser out of the ground, like the, like the white officer said, but you do see the taser fall to the ground when the guy took off running. Now, maybe the white cop just threw his taser on the ground, but I don't know. Maybe he did grab it, the taser. It's unclear what triggered that shit. And we don't know what happened between the running out the car and when it got to that point. But, uh, you know, we do see him shoot him down like a dog. And, yeah, I did see the white cop take the taser or something and drop it over there by the body. He had to cover his tracks and he knew he done did wrong. 
Could the officer would have been having a bad officer could have had a bad day and things just things just blew out of proportion and just built up to the point where hey man, this nigga fuck this. You know what I'm saying? He was wrong and he should get life. And I think they're gonna come down hard on this guy to make an example in America that this is not gonna be tolerated. They have to do something now. And this sickens me as a criminal justice uh major. It sickens me to see a dirty cop like that. And I can't even call him a dirty cop because I don't know what his career was. They said he had a pretty good career so far. He didn't have any uh, type of incidents like this. But, yo, you got, I mean, training. And then it goes back to community policing. White cops don't understand the blacks in these in these communities. They walk around here, man, half of them uh, stand out here in these corners. They're selling this dope. Half of them carrying around, half of them strapped. Half of them all they want to do all day is smoke fucking weed and breaking people's houses when they're at work, making a living. Half, that's all half these niggas want to do, especially these young niggas. And some of these old niggas, too, they ain't grown up. That's half of the, all they, that's all they want to fucking do. They don't want to get out there and educate themselves and go to school, get an education, or if they have a talent, push their talent. All they want to do is fuck, is fuck off and, and fuck around and, and live off of women and shit like that. That's all half these niggas want to do, black men. I ain't going to say niggas. I'm trying to be politically correct, correct here this season. But um, is these black folk putting themselves at risk? Now, I'll tell you one situation. Uh, now, I had a situation years ago. I said about 10 years ago here in the metro Atlanta area that uh, I knew some cops was fucking with me. It was over in Cobb County. You know, I came out of the gas station. You know, I had my shades on. You know, I'm always looking cool. So I know the cops, there was across the street sitting in the uh, car. And they saw me get in the car, and I saw them. So I go on and hit the expressway. Right before I get on the expressway, woo, they pulled me fucking over right on the side of the expressway. Uh, the reason why we stopped you for a taillight. As a matter of fact, go on and get out the car. So I get the car, you got any drugs on you? Let me pat you down. So they start patting me down. They didn't have probable cause to do all that. And I know they didn't have probable cause. But I was in compliance with what the mother, it was two It was two white officers. I was in compliance with them. If those white officers tell me to get on the ground, I'm getting on the ground. If those white officers tell me to get out the car, I'm getting out the fucking car. And this is right along the side of the expressway. It was an embarrassing situation. Now, I know I didn't have any dope or any drugs. I just had a broken tail light. But the man, after they did that, I know they were just having some fun with me. After they did that, the man went on ahead and said, get that tail light fixed. And they took off. Now, at the end of the day, I didn't get a ticket. I didn't have to go to court. I didn't get knocked upside my head. But let's imagine if I just started bucking at the officer. Hey, you, you violated my rights. I ain't got to get the fucking car. Woo, 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 woo. Hey, that situation could have happened a lot different. So that's all I'm saying, folks. Are we uh, doing things, foolish things, to shorten our lives here on this planet Earth? Especially when you're fucking around law enforcement. You got no wins. But that situation, you know, God had to judge that white cop because, you know what I'm saying, yeah, he did wrong. And that's why there was videotaped because the father the father is always fair. If you fuck around, you do some shit, even the shit will get caught. You understand what I'm saying? But them other incidents of false police officers do not reflect, reflect the nation's law enforcement character. I'm totally behind law enforcement in this country. I think our nation's law enforcement is doing a terrific job. And like I said, what the fuck these officers supposed to do, man, when you got these motherfuckers out here carrying around choppers and AK-47, these motherfuckers, all they want to do is, is fucking prove how bad they are, smoke that we have from, or, or mentally, half of them, or mental health, half of them, or whack down that fucking weed and that drill, half of them popping X pill, half of them out their fucking minds. And just a routine traffic stop. This situation one time uh, here in Atlanta this week, uh, police shooting the guy take off running. After he fit the description, police approached him. He wasn't in compliance. He took off running. He had a pistol. He fired back. Officer shot his ass. 
I mean, he didn't die, but still, that had to be scrutinized. So every police shooting had to be scrutinized. But like I say, as an officer, man, you got one split second. It's either you or that fucking perpetrator. And, uh, you know, me, I'm going to shoot now and ask questions fucking later. But that situation with the uh, white cop down there in uh, South Carolina, that was straight murder. You just don't do that. You just don't shoot a suspect while he's fleeing. But uh, who knows what that man's psyche was. But, I mean, there's no way to justify that. I'm not justifying that. I'm just saying, could Walter Scott had avoided this stuff by not running in the first place? Because I'm going to tell you this, but now I'm going to break and we got to get to be banks. I'm going to tell you this, you've never seen a police brutality incident. Never. When a perpetrator or a suspect has complied with officers' commands. It always happens after that perpetrator, that suspect was bucking in some way. And us as Americans, we can't play the victim mentality. There's a lot of victim mentality going, what was me? It's always the other person and not me. No, what could I have done to avoid that shit? First of all, the man could have been paying the child support in the fucking first place. Then he wouldn't have had a fucking child support warrant. Then second of all, the nigga ain't had no bit. You could have stayed your ass in the fucking car. It took that fucking warrant and went on to jail. A child support warrant? Fuck. You know what I'm saying? And I understand. I don't been in a situation where you just start a new job and here this shit go. But hey, man, I'd rather be judged by 12 than carried by 6. So let's listen here, black men of America, including myself. Judge your actions. Take a second look at yourself. What are you doing to provoke this shit? you never seen an officer shoot a motherfucker that complies. Never. And I'm my own self as an example. Listen here, we're about to go to break. And after break, I'm going to come back with my man B. Banks. He's waiting in the wings. You listen to Righteous Oscillator with the King. And we'll be back on the other side of break. That's the shit I'm talking about, though. Like, you changed up. You don't even fucking link nobody no more. You just dashed me away like a catty. Yo, you cheese me, dog. Felt like my vision being bigger than a bigger pitch. Crazy how you gotta wait until it's dark out to see who really with you. Crazy how even when it miss you, shit'll come back around and get you. Crazy like all my niggas. Crazy like all my niggas. Remember I deleted all my other girls' numbers out the phone for you. Remember when you had to take the bar exam, I drove in the snow for you. Yeah, you probably don't remember half the shit a nigga did for you. Yeah, you ain't really fuck with me way back then, but how about now? Cause I'm up right now And you suck right now Oh, you thought you had it all figured out back then But how about now Cause I'm up right now And you suck right now Yeah, you thought the little effort that you put in was enough Girl, how about now Yeah Girl, how about now How about now, girl What about now, girl How about now Always been daddy's little angel I bought your dad a bunch of shit for Christmas He ain't even say thank you I had no money left from acting I was focused on the music I used to always try and burn your CDs And my new shit You be like, who's this? I be like, me, girl You be like, oh, word, true shit Then ask if we could listen to Ludacris Them car rides made me feel like I was losing it 
Yeah, made me feel like I ain't have it like that I was average like that Started drinking way more than I used to People form habits like that, girl Yeah Man enough to tell you I was hurt that year I'm not even Christian I still went to church that year Guess I just had to pretend that year I ain't even see my friends that year Places that I should have been You ain't really fuck with me way back then But how about now? Cause I'm up right now And you suck right now Oh, you thought you had it all figured out back then, girl How about now? Cause I'm up right now And you suck right now Yeah You thought the little effort that you put in was enough, girl How about now? Yeah Girl, how about now? How about now, girl? What about now, girl? How about now? Need a co-pilot Kiss the ass in both miles 
talking both lips. What you know about boat trips? Drop an ass at the chocolate factory. Yeah, we did them 12 plays. And you know who you is, girl. We've been fucking since the 12th grade. Got that, got that. Yeah, I'm from that trap town dirt. I went from being broke to sleeping in Versace shirt. This is my story. Money, car, bad hoe. This is my story. I'm killing it, guilty no plea I'm leaving out at six with a dime piece By nine o'clock, we on round three I speak of rain, they say I'm crazy like they didn't know See, I'm not crazy, but my talent man got bipolar Say she a church girl, but man, she blowing holy smoke Showed her the Jesus piece, now she got the Holy Ghost they act him in an interview, why do he love these girls? The only thing he had to say was motherfuck the world. This is my boy. Yeah, I'm from that trap town dirt. I went from being broke to sleeping in Versace shirt. This is my story. Money, car, bad hoe. This is my story. Um, what else do you have your hands into besides the music? You know, uh, you know, inform us on that. 
Uh, right now, man, I'm working on the last great note, man. Um, I work with a lot of talented producers as well as um, a lot of artists on this project. It's been uh, an ongoing deal for about um, a little bit over a year now, man, just kind of working working with different people and just kind of just trying to perfect the art, man. Um, you know, uh, that and then just kind of just just building myself, man, as a person, man. Um, I heard you talking a lot about uh, what's going on in society, man. I'm I'm definitely in tune with what's going on, and and uh, I just hope everything just just really turn out well, man. And I hope we don't have to talk about things of a uh, of a, a negative sort or negative situations in that way. But uh, man, I'm just out here, man, just trying to. Not even really trying, man. I'm just just doing me, man. To be honest with you. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. And uh, definitely, man, you're gonna, I'm going to give you a chance to, to chime in on that topic, man, you know what I'm saying, the chime in segment, because, uh, you know, all our guests that we have come on, uh, you know, we don't just showcase them. We also give them a chance to voice their opinions about what's going on with the offensive today, you know what I'm saying? But uh, so tell us, man, oh, you said you had this thing going on for about a year now. When exactly did you decide to start uh, getting off in the music, man? Um, I actually, uh, I've been involved in, like, just entertaining and, for a while, man. I'm from Cincinnati, as I said before. Um, I grew up um, downtown Cincinnati, where um, I was chosen from like the eighth grade to be a part, be an ambassador for um, the West End. Uh, I started just, you know, performing in plays around Cincinnati, and then it eventually evolved to us doing uh, University of Miami of Ohio, um, going to Cleveland, going to Columbus, and kind of just performing. The best thing about that was just, you know, being able to do it with my friends and we was looked upon as ambassadors around our community and, like, doing something that we love um, outside of going to school. But, um, you know, that evolved into uh, me actually just chopping my taste, man, and working with with um, a group of guys, you know what I mean, that I met from a lot of different places, man, just collaborating and just meeting nice, meeting nice and good people, man, just, you know what I'm saying, like that like-minded and, and, um, you know, I just started working on my own music and I had a lot of help during the way. And, uh, you know, here we are, man. I'm just dropping my music, bro. No doubt. So, uh, like I said, you're from the Natty, you know, so what they call it, the Nasty Natty. What brought indeed, you out to the West indeed. Coast? Um, a, lot, a lot of things. Um, I had started uh, working with a, a, a group out here um, in, a, in a different industry and, uh, you know, just, and just, you know, opportunity to be quite honest with you. And, um, you know, it's kind of what brought me out here. But um, what really, what, what's really feel, fueling me right now is, uh, you know, the last great note, which is, uh, you know, the music that I got coming, forthcoming, and, uh, you know, a lot of the people that I work with on there. How's life out there in the West Coast, man? I mean, like, that's, that's what's some place I always wanted to go. Um, I like to go out there on vacation, but, you know, just something about that L.A., man, you know what I'm saying? The weather, uh, you know, badass bitches, you know what I'm saying? That's the, the rap sound. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I mean, would you say your style is, I mean, your style is more like that Midwest and Nasty Natty. Your style is getting to be more West Coast since you've been out there. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say, like, um, like like I said before, um, everywhere I've been, like, has a big, 
has a big uh, influence on not just me, but like everywhere because I've been to places that, that carries a lot of or draws a lot of tourism and, and people from everywhere. So, um, you know, just being fortunate enough to live in, in different places, and, and in particular, like you said, what in LA, um, I've seen a lot of. Definitely understand that there's a difference between East and West and not just in between the time, you know what I mean? Like, there's a, a different influence and a different culture out here that's very dope, you know what I mean? And I've been blessed to, along the way to have met people from the West Coast prior to even getting out here and living here. And, um, you know, West Coast people are good people, man. And they listen to music a lot different than people back where I'm from you know, as far as on the on the um on the tempo tip. But uh you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's good, dog. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. You know what I'm saying? So uh tell us uh, everybody where can they uh find your work, uh where can they find you? Uh you know, you just the time to throw out the Twitter handle, Facebook, every nook and cranny, man. Where can you know what I'm saying the listeners find you, man? I'm at Balenciaga Banks. B A L E N C I A G A B A N K S. That's on Twitter and Instagram. Okay, no doubt. Where did the name Balenciaga come from? That's a, you know, real unique name, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, but tell us how that came about. Uh, it was actually, a, like, it was a name given to me um, involuntarily uh, back, back a couple years ago. Um, you know, me uh, attending design school, um, I was called uh, Cristobal Balenciaga, which is the uh, founder and the um, original designer of the House of Balenciaga. And uh, the teacher called me that. And, you know, it kind of stuck with me, like something that I thought was a cool little moniker, and um, as well as Banks, which is a part of my actual name. So, um, you know, I've been called that for a while now. And through the music, like, I've evolved from D-Banks to Balenciaga Banks, you know what I mean, like, and to just BB, you know what I mean, like, now more so is what I'm going by is BB, um, but it's formerly Balenciaga Banks. All right, no doubt. Tell us about this joint chant, how this came about. Oh, man, that's uh, featuring my man Breezy Bernanke from out, uh, out the DMV on the East Coast. Uh, man, it was, a, it was a record produced by Bang Music, man, and you know, they just we it's just a, a dope ass collaboration as far as like, you know, people just putting their minds together and really creating something. There was a sample used from the movie of uh Wolf of Wall Street as far as the production and then snappy ass drums on top of it and then just, you know, my man coming from uh D C and us meeting up actually in Miami to record the record. So it was a lot of travel involved and just, you know, just you know, two people that's always been on the same page, just putting something down. You know. All right. Uh, go ahead and introduce the song for the for the righteous nation. All right. Uh, Money chant, man. Balenciaga Banks featuring my man Breezy Bernanke. Yeah, man. Righteous hustle. Let's go. Hey, hang on a second. He goes, "What's that thing you're doing before the scene?" And I told him, and he goes, "What if you put mm-hmm. that in the scene?" I was like, yeah, great. So the next thing I started it off, then gave him my Mark Hand Spiegel, and didn't know if he was going to come back and hit me in my head. I was like, oh, well, now get him on the same rhythm. Now he understands that. Money chat, I got it for you. Shoot your 
Jesus addicted to violence. Grew up with sheep, I grew up with lions. Ain't optimistic when I came in, getting money, same here. My wrist looking like a cold beer. If you're looking for it, then it's so here. Act as if I'm a wealthy man. Act as if I got a wealthy plan. Hot, no air train, and it's 30 hot like Miami sand. My speak is the money chain. Looking, that's the money chain. She twerking, that's the money dance. Blow a whole check like a ceiling fan. When it come to money, do the running man. Keep tools like a handyman. That tech nine like good pine, and I'm smoking. Grab my whole squad getting money bags. All my wear foreign bags. I don't talk English if your money lag. I went bought a coupe, then that foreign jag. Beat my chest like Davis do. Keep bananas like Davis fruit. Go get on that food. Leave a wet like a dude. Hey. Act as if you're a wealthy man. Wealthy man. It's all up in my hand. Fact that it's time rich already. Fact that it's we are rich already. Who my name is. Optimistic when I came in. Then beat my chest like the eight. Don't go eight. Don't that boo Money ten. Money ten. Money coming, when money coming, they run it to me. Norwegian with flat tummies, when I pull it out, they slack it for me. Sweetest like the turkey for me. I'm a black head with a lot of money. That's white, giving good to a black with a lot of money. Pop LA women at the standard, pop New York women at the Hamptons. So my oath for you all, keep them in tools, form and count all. Blue ball cap on my big dome, blowing blue dream out Stockholm. My Stockholm is up, that's the SP. Up. Got a lot of my competition is counterfeit. When I pull up in that new drop, women taking off, they too top. You fools not, and I'm too hot. So I'm money signs, men tail like. Got my mind right, my fit nice, my loop upon my side. That's two number ones. Never been where I'm from. When white chicks make black strip like Tommy Bond. That's a machine with round drums. I'ma tap that ass. Just like Tommy Guns, act as if you're a wealthy man. Wealthy man, it's all up in my hand. Fact that it's I am rich already. Fact that it's we are rich already. Next, who my name is? Optimistic when I came in. Can't beat my chest like the eight. Don't go eight. Don't let money chant. Money chant.
I think um I think I don't I wouldn't say it's hard to write hooks or anything like that, but um it's definitely a formula and it's definitely something that's uh that specialized artists or specialized people, you know, like that that know how to do or write hooks, you know what I mean? Specialized what I mean is really good artists. Right, you know what I'm saying? I feel you, I feel you. All right, now we're about to go into this segment of the show called Chime In and then Chime In. You know what I'm saying? We always give our special guests of the night a chance to time it, chime in on tonight's topics. Um, don't know how much of you that you heard. I know you mentioned a little bit about the uh, the police thing that you heard. Uh, did you hear all the topics of the night? Like, um, well, let's first talk about the main topic with the uh, the police shooting in South Carolina. How much did you hear that? Uh, I didn't hear much about it um, outside of what I've seen on the news, uh, which is um, definitely you can only, you know, believe, you know, a certain amount of that. Um, as far as, like, you know, what happened, I just think it's very unfortunate that, you know, as diverse and as global as we become as people and as society and as a, um, as a wor- as the world, like, that we can even be having these type of conversations or these issues. And it's like it's a back-to-back thing becoming like a trendy thing, which is very, very sad, you know, when it comes to when it comes to just hearing news like this is our trendy topic or this is the thing that we got to talk about is, is the police killing another human being, regardless of color. Um, I just think it's, it's, it's messed up. I think it's more... Uh, substantial i think is i think it's more um you know is more strength and it's more fight and there's more positivity out here you know to talk about than to even glorify horrific crimes or any of this stuff man like so i just think it's deplorable and you know i'm not a fan of it and not i, I don't get into it man to be honest with you okay, well, let me ask you this question do you think do you think that uh you know, us as black men are putting ourselves in dangerous positions. Or uh, let me put it like this: uh, are not are not making wise choices. Um, what I mean by wise choices are, uh, you know, let's say that situation in South Carolina. Guy had a warrant on him for child support. What the hell are you running for? Stay your ass in the fucking car. You got caught with the warrant. Go ahead, man, up and go to jail for that. You know, so do you think uh, that you know that man probably bought that on himself by taking off running? All these other incidences where most of all these incidents, 100% of them, the perpetrator was working against law enforcement. And when you buck, you know what I'm saying, you put yourself in a position uh, for anything to happen then. Um, do you think uh, some some of the blame needs to be shifted? You know, the media wants to put the, or, or together a victim's mentality. But me, I'm a critical thinker. I'm, I'm looking at both sides of the coin. Hey, man, all right, yeah, the police beat you up, uh, but you shouldn't have ran in the first place. Well, you shouldn't have fucked in the first place. Maybe you could have avoided. What do you think about that? Um, I think it's. I think. I mean, I, I could. You know, it's, it's very hard to speak from you know a standpoint of saying that somebody shouldn't have done something in the first place when there's somebody that's deceased and that person has a family. So, um, you know, like it, it's hard to say like that. You know, from that standpoint, but like just. As far as like your question of like, do we or as people put it on ourselves? I mean, I just think it's a protocol to anything. Like you know, like police got policies and rules that they need to follow, and there's laws in society that you know that we all need to follow as people. 
And, uh, you know, we just need more professional people out there. Like, we just need people who's actually there to do their job and really serve and protect, you know, as opposed to people who's out there, like, really that has something against anybody of a different race, creed, or color, or whatever the situation, man. I mean, I, I just think it's... it's I just think it's all unfortunate, man. Like, it's, it's all very unfortunate, man. I mean, I, I have a stronger opinion about um, what I think is right or wrong as far as as it pertains to um, what the police do and how they judge people of color because I've been in situations myself where I've been pulled over and, you know, and, and, and dealt with things like that myself. So, um, you know. It's just, it's all unfortunate, man. Like, I mean, it really is. So I can't really say that right. this man brought it on himself. All right. Okay. You know, well, that's a uh, respect that. Okay, let's switch gears a little bit. Did you hear uh, the story about Nelly with the uh, getting caught with the meth and everything? Uh, do you think that, once again, uh, you know, maybe the nation glorifies these uh, rap stars? I mean, and I mentioned on that, so righteous about Nelly with the with the meth and the guns and all that. Hey, um, these tour bus, hey, man, uh, you know, this cat. So Nelly pretty much don't fell off, kid. You know what I mean? He tried to get back in the game with this reality shit. Uh, now you're riding around with fucking uh, mess. You know, most of these guys are fucking junkies. You know what I'm saying? And then uh, what, what, what do you think about that? I actually just read a small amount about it. Like, I, I didn't even, like, I mean, I actually just seen it right before I came on. I talked to you, King. So I, didn't re- I don't really, I'm not knowledgeable of this situation, but I just always think it's very unfortunate when it's, um, you know, people of an influential status get caught up in and something that's just as terrible as just, like, drugs and stuff like that because there's a lot of people that look up to them, especially kids in particular, man. So, you know, I just wish him the best, man. I hope everything works out with that situation. And I hope he's not, you know, guilty of any of it, you know, to be honest with you because uh, I think his career was going back in the right way. And I, I'm actually like, you know, I'm actually a supporter of, of, of positivity and people making their rounds and making their way back into the light in a different way. So, man, I just, I hope God bless that man and, and I hope everything work out for him. All right, well, put, and uh, that leads me to this, uh, I'm this last question for chiming uh, The rap game, the music industry, and occultism, um, do you mm-hmm. see the marriage in that? I mean, have you, uh, I know, like I said, you've been, you've worked with different artists, I'm sure. Uh, you've been on this underground scene. I'm sure you probably got a chance to meet some artists already out there. Um, do you mm-hmm. see where, uh, if you're underground, uh, if you want to get mainstream, that you have to involve yourself in this occultism, in this, uh, you know, this black magic, this voodoo, this uh, homosexuality, uh, you know, fucking in the ass for deals and things of that nature that goes on behind closed doors? In the industry. Um, Are you aware of that or have you seen any of that or heard of any of that? I mean, man, like, <laughs> I'm not <laughs> aware of any of that. Like, big wild, like, like mess, man. Like, I just only know talented people. Like, I don't understand none of that stuff. And, like, to be quite honest with you, like, I'm, I, I, like, I'm a little, like, taken back from that because it's like why I don't think it's a way to you know that's a way for you to see success you know what I'm saying so like for me I don't know nothing about that the only thing I know is 
is connecting with special people that loves and has a passion about their talent and about they, you know, the industry that they choose, whether it's music or anything else. You know, I'm more interested in that. Like, and I think that it will always overcome anything else. You know, like, ain't no casting couches or nothing like that. Like, there's no ever top somebody with talent and they got the ability and they got the drive. And they got that back in the in that spirituality behind them, and they family, and they and good people behind them. Nothing is gonna ever stop that. You know what I mean? Well, like, put, well, put, well, well, put, and for people, who, yeah, I just want to start. I want to interrupt you, but I just want to let the listeners know who might listen. And when you said cast the couch, I believe you're talking about. Uh, I know in the, uh, the the acting profession, they say a lot of people to get roles and stuff like that. Uh, they have to fuck around with the director, and they say that's called getting on the casting couch. Uh, like I said, it's been brought to my attention. Tyler Perry does that a lot with the the male uh, uh, actors. He get uh, you know put them on that casting couch. Uh, a lot of uh, homosexuality and fucking and ass going on down here in Atlanta and that Tyler Perry uh, uh, camp. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, some black guys come on, they you know independently they don't know anything about that, and that's the mission of Righteous Hustle to give you wisdom, justice, and entertainment. And uh, what what we do here at Righteous Hustle, I expose the works of uh, Illuminati, expose the works of these darkness, so people like you, you know what I'm saying, the eyes are already open to that. You know what I'm saying? And instead of uh, making demonic packs to get in. You know what I'm saying? Hey, yo, you make a blood covenant with Jesus Christ, you're sure Messiah. And let him take over your career. You feel me? Let me ask you this. Why, why, do you actually yeah. believe that people do that type of stuff? Like to um, to become successful? Oh, yeah. It's definitely uh, in there. Because like I said, uh, you know, you got a lot of Masons. Uh, a lot of these people, man, to get these... Uh, what happens is you got a lot of these record producers and what they do... Uh, they go to these impoverished communities to find this talent. Um, I'm from Brooklyn, New York, so growing up in New York, it was a melting pot. You had all kinds of West Indies. You had the, the Chinese. You had all type of idolatry and stuff going on. You had tarot card readers. You had witchcraft. You had masons. You had voodoo, anything to get in, to get to make your dreams come true. Right. You could do spells for right. money. And uh, this but stuff filtered into the music industry long ago. And, yes, rappers, yes, producers, they recruit. And yes, things are done to masters uh, in the record in the record uh, executives' offices. Things are uh, they they, are, they do work spells on these masters. These things are certain things called the temple room, where in the executive offices of record labels, these masters are bought up, and these people hire uh, witchcraft people, witches, warlocks uh, to cast spells over these uh, particular masters. And yes, uh, there are artists that are involved in that, the drinking of virgin's blood, uh, even down to human sacrifice. And yes, these things are real. The powers of darkness are real, and that's the whole mission of this broadcast is to expose all that and the stuff you right. see in the videos, the symbolism, are you, the, the triangles. Go ahead. But I was like, are you um, like, are you are you entertained by hearing about like people who's interested in those type of ways to see success? Well, it's because, like, I've, I've dabbled in that. I've dabbled in the black arts a little bit, man. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I've went on several casting calls and dabbled in it, you know what I'm saying, trying to be, you know, get into that. And I've seen, I know the symbolism. Um, I know the signs they throw up and a lot of these things. What they're doing is a subliminal cursing. You know what I'm saying? Right. And what the whole mission of it is is to get you or your children or the, the, the masses, eventually your life will lead you in a direction where you will begin to seek out psychics, Seek out mediums, uh, 
fuck with Ouija boards, anything to start dabbling in idolatry and black magic. That's the whole purpose of the whole thing. That's the whole purpose of Illuminati or the elite or whatever you want to call them. And they use these guys in these industries as puppets to push an agenda. Uh, it's a reason why you see a guy with a pyramid shirt on with the, with the all-seeing eye over it. It's a reason why you see the eye of Horus on clothes. It's a reason in these videos you see black, simulating black blood coming down the walls, like on some of uh, Drake and Kanye in the videos and shit like that. Uh, it's a reason why you see all this occultic, demonic occultic shit. Okay, so what do you think shirt. about, King, what do you think about the guy that sat there and, um, put every blood, sweat, and tears and every passion behind trying to get his music out or her music out and um, have involved themselves as a person and people through a demonic or through an unfair society. What do you think about that person? Do you do you not find that a lot more interesting than, um, you know, uh, getting into ideologies? I mean, you mean ideology? Well, yeah, of course. Uh, I do have respect for hardworking people. That's why I put... Uh, people like yourself on the show, uh, people that's independent, people that working independently from that. But I know eventually you're going to want to go mainstream. You're going to want to have wide distribution. You're going to want to be heard of, you know what I'm saying, outside but your, you what, know, what your if, area. What if, what, you if know? I don't, what if I don't want to do it and what if because of um, situations of my hard work and, um, you know, excellent people around me that support me, uh, wants to push me in that way and it happens for me out of a blessing from God. Like, is that not, is that like, does that put me in a oh, yeah. situation oh, yeah. of you, you could get, being like said, Illuminati? Like I, said, making, like I said, making a blood covenant with Jesus Christ, the true God, Yeshua Messiah, yeah, overrides all that shit. But there's very few people that even, that even worship God or Jesus Christ or believe in Christianity. Christianity is under attack in this country and this world, B. You understand what I'm saying? People see it more uh, attractive and see they can make things happen quicker by going in that direction than to uh, serve the one true God of the Bible, Jesus Christ, Yeshua, Messiah, and drink his blood and eat his flesh. And I, had to, and, and I was no different, you know, until I had to come to that realization three years, three, four, three years, five years ago and start and cut a new blood covenant and do this thing the right way. Now, is it a quick fix? No. Because now the father had to break all those generational curses in my bloodline. And, yeah, through mm-hmm. hard work and through your hard work, yeah, you will get there. If you don't worship any other god, if you don't get yourself into idolatry and witchcraft and all that stuff and worship the false god, yeah, your hard work will bring you to the top. But then when you get to the top, there's always those people that want to bring you into a click. Hey, okay, you made it in. Hey, get with this click. Get with our click. We can get you this. You know what I'm saying? It's like It's just like high school. You want to, okay, so what, to be with the in so, crowd. That's true. But um what do you like what do you like out of hip hop music? Like what do you respect like as far as group and music like music wise, like what what artists do you like? Well of course coming from Brooklyn man, I'm gonna hold down anybody from Brooklyn. I'm gonna hold down Jigger. I'm not I don't agree with what Jigger's doing. You know what I'm saying? I know he's evolving, I don't agree with the shit. But I know he's a puppet being used, I don't agree with but I love his music. Yo, I'm always gonna you know what I'm saying? I, I definitely bang that. Of course, you know, I come back from that era with Pac. Pac was like my greatest rapper of all time. You know what I'm saying? As far as uh, lyricists, as far as a straight lyricists, as far as a straight uh, rapper, I just believe Pac was the all-time great. You know what I'm saying? And that's never going to change. Of course, Big from Brooklyn, I'm a whole Big down. But at the end of the day, Pac, you know what I'm saying, was the all-time great. And I think the greatest rapper the greatest rapper is not even alive anymore. And I think and he was pretty much the last of the Mohicans. 
You understand what I'm saying? Right. But these cats out today, of course, I'm feeling T.I. I'm down here in Atlanta. Of course, I'm feeling Tip. I'm feeling his shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm feeling Jeezy. You know what I'm saying? I feel a lot of that down south stuff. Uh, but, you know, of course, my roots going to bring me back to Brooklyn, to New York. So I'm going to hold down people like, I'm going to hold down Fab. I'm going to hold down Kim. You know what I'm saying? Um, yo, I'm even feeling yo, Nicki Minaj be spitting fire. She got some fat ass punchlines. You understand what I'm saying? And, you know, she from Queens. So I'm going to hold down my up north people. But yeah, I'm feeling that that down south shit, and I'm also feeling that West Coast shit. You know what I'm saying? I was down, I was yo, I was main one on that chronic, but Drake came out with that shit. Main one on that pop, main one on that NWA. Yo, I mean, yo, you just go back countless, kid. I'm just a true hip hop head. But I don't okay. like what's happened to hip hop. I don't like where hip hop is going. I don't like All what right. the powers that be are doing with hip hop now. That's, I mean, man, I agree with you, and um, that was very strong, like. But I've just interviewed you about the music, dog. Like, I wanted to talk about the music, man. Like, as far as, like, I'm glad that you like a lot of the similar artists that I like. You know what I'm saying? Because um, I find that my music is very unique. And I, I find that, you know, when I place my product out in the marketplace, it finds the right people and it, it finds a unique crowd of people. So my my sound is... Uh, and it's in, uh, of an influence of everything. So I like to talk about realness. So I'm glad you mentioned a lot of the similar artists and things like that. So, uh, yeah, man, we're on the same page as far as positivity and music. Oh, yeah, that's what life is also all about, man. You know what I'm saying? It's about, you know what I'm saying, truth is about wisdom, justice, and entertainment. You know what I'm saying? Wisdom, uh, the stuff we just talked about as far as what's going on with the industry, justice, the stuff that we talked about as far as the police stuff and all that other stuff, and entertainment, you know, about this music, about getting artists out there, about anything, you know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, yeah, I'm, a it, I'm a music fan, I'm a music fan, period. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yo, I mean, I, I, before the show, I was just jamming on Prince, uh, that Purple Rain, which is a fucking musical masterpiece. Indeed. You know what I'm saying? So, I jam on anything, kid. I'm a music. I, I'm a music fan. True. You understand what I'm saying? You into sports at all? But check this. Go ahead. You into sports at all? I didn't. I didn't hear you say it again. I say you into sports at all. Am I into sports? Yeah, I definitely. Am. I'm, I'm a yo. I'm a major baseball fan. I love. I love my baseball man. My favorite team. I, I rock with the Mets. Uh, but I'm down here in the Atlanta area. Um, so, of course, you know, I get to a Braves game every chance I get as far as uh, football. You know what I'm saying? I'm definitely a big football head. You know what I'm saying? Um, sports in general, basketball, these Hawks are having a hell of a season. Uh, playoffs are coming around. But, yeah, you know what I'm saying? You know, sports is a big love of mine, too. Indeed. So, um, you you should know that that's a big thing of mine, too, as well. So, I'm a, be- I'm a Cincinnati Bengals fan. And uh, Ohio State Buckeyes and really anything Ohio uh, sports fans, so definitely, man, we connect on that too. So uh, appreciate you on that, dog. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. Shouts out to the Bengals, man. They had a they had a pretty good season last year. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, I think they did they win the division, then they win the Central. Yeah, or they nah, win the AFC North division, but nah, we ain't win it. But like we, you know, those the four years in a row with you know playoff appearances. But it's all good, man. We was injured last year, so. Uh, we we good though. Yeah, man. But we got AJ. We got Burfick. We got we got um Hill. You know what I mean. So we good. 
Yeah, great defense they got there in Cincinnati. Well, look here, man. Uh, I don't know how much time you got, but uh, if you want to stick around, uh, we're about to go into the praise break, and I'm going to get into the last segment of the show called um, Final Thoughts. Uh, you know, I'll give my final thoughts from the night. Um, you know, and then this is a chance you can give your shout-outs. Uh, anybody you want to shout-out, you know, give your final thoughts of the night, and then uh, we get the hell up out of here, man. So if you got time, you can stick around after the praise break. Appreciate it, bro. All right, no doubt. All right, we'll be right back. This is Right Host Radio. We're going to go into the praise break, and then we'll come back with final thoughts from myself and uh, Balenciaga Banks. Man, you've been listening to Righteous Host. We'll be right back. We worship you in the spirit. We worship you in the truth. We worship you in the spirit. Lift your hands up about it to do, lift your hands and worship you. We worship you in the truth. We worship you in the truth. We worship you in the truth. And for we see the day to do, Lord, we worship you in the truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to do.
Listen, don't let the lights and smoke fool you. Don't let it fool you. That's just things to, to compel them to come and to draw them. But it's the anointing that destroys them. Yoke, and that's what's here right now in the building. I dare you to just reach up right now. There's deliverance in the house. I feel, I feel chains falling off. Baby. I, I hear the chains in the spirit. I hear them in the spirit. They're falling off. And the very power of God is coming into your life. And transformation is coming. I speak it yeah, yeah, it's Righteous Hustle Radio. That was the praise break of man. Dietrich Hatton, you know what I'm saying, worship you. And, you know, the praise break, man, it, it gives a chance, man, you know, to spit fire, shoot these rounds at demonic forces, and any the power of darkness that may try to hinder me or anybody against this broadcast. Yo, they will catch wreck. You know what I'm saying? Nothing's going to stop the mission of Righteous Hustle as long as the Father got lungs and put breath in my lungs, kid. And the bloody issue of Messiah is flowing through my fucking veins. But anyway, that was the praise break. Uh, this is the final thought section of the night. Um, got my man uh, B. Banks, Bal- uh, Balenciaga Banks over here. Balenciaga. Still with you, man. About to go on the final. Yeah, Balenciaga, man. You, know, you got to forgive me, man. You know what I'm saying? Nah, man. Yeah, chop up day, man. Uh, so what's your final thoughts on the night, man? About everything, man. About the show, about, you know, about what you got going on. This is time for you to give your final thoughts. Just kick your shout-outs. Uh, man, I just think um, it's all love, man, and all positivity, man. Uh, I, I'm a big supporter of people who have a passion and have dreams and um, who does their thing regardless of of uh, what people may think or maybe people may, you know, have a different opinion of. So uh, I'm a fan of artistry and I'm a big fan of opinion. I'm a, a fan of, uh, you know, of good things and good music and positivity, man. So um, I'd like to shout out this podcast, man. I appreciate you bringing me on, man. And, um, you know, I just hope all is well. And, and uh, you know, stay tuned for that last great note, man. I'm actually bringing something to the uh, to music that that's, you know, of originality and of my, uh, my own thought and my own creation. So, yeah. Yeah, no doubt, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, and like I said, thanks to you also, and, uh, you know, you, you kind of challenged me on this interview. This is the first time um, that person I've interviewed actually turned around and interviewed me, you know, asked me some questions about what I, what I like or whatever. So, like I said, that, that, so hey, that was that was, it. That was the first time, uh, all-time first for Righteous Hustle. I was just trying to, you know, like, you know, I, I you know, I, um, I did my research, and I know you went to sports, and I know you went to um, – current events and I know you went to music so I was just really trying to uh speak about speak about it on that like a lot of the same interests that you know entice me in coming on to your show and stuff like that so I was just trying to you know make sure we we let our listeners know you know current or future that you know we on the same page and and we got the same interests however we from different parts of the world and you know, I, I'm a Bengals fan, and you a Hawks fan, and a Falcons fan. You know what I mean? So, so yeah. <laughs> well, you, know, you know, actually, you know what I'm saying. I mean, like I said, I just support the local team, but you know, you know, in my blood, man, I'm a Giants fan. You know, born and raised in uh, New York. You know what I'm saying? Of course, I love the Giants, and I root for them. You know what I'm saying? And like I said, baseball, the Mets, and uh, basketball, of course, I always, always go love the Knicks. You know what I'm saying? But you know, I'm just a supporter of the local teams here in the Atlanta area. Just put it like that. 
you know what I'm saying? Of course, you know, I'm going to go to the games and shit because I'm here in the Atlanta area. So and I definitely try to get out whenever the New York teams come in, like when the Knicks come, the Knicks come to town. Of course, I'm going to try to get out to Phillips Arena. Uh, when the Mets come to town here, of course, I try to get out to Turner Field. Or if the Giants come to town here, I'm going to try to get out to the Georgia Dome. But, you know, hey, those are, those, those are the teams that my love is the New York team. Indeed, indeed. Uh, I got, I got yeah, respect uh, for all the uh, New York teams, definitely. And definitely all the teams, man. I, I'm just so so much of a diehard Ohio sports fan, man, like that, you know, I, I do anything I can to make sure I watch my games, man, wherever I am. You know, if I'm in Miami, if I'm in L.A., if I'm in Cincinnati, if I'm in um, – it don't even matter, like, you know what I mean, but um, I'm a fan of all the leagues, so you know what I mean. Like I'm, I'm, I'm an active person in life too, so you know, um, it's just kind of like my, my thing. So I appreciate this, man. Definitely. No doubt. Got any shout outs you want to kick? Man, shout out to everybody, man, who support me, and um, you know, until next time, man. You hear another record of mine. Uh, Jimmy Chew's out right now. Check that out. Um, I'll let me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Don't even matter. I'll let the future artists and, um, that I got on my project and definitely uh, write this hustle, man. Appreciate it. Uh, no doubt. Here's my final thoughts of the night. Um, next week's show, a guy called The Black Diamond. Yeah, the Black Diamond. Guys uh, talks about he goes around uh, the country uh, singing Neil Diamond songs. So uh, it was brought to my attention. Uh, definitely uh, different as far as Righteous Hustle is concerned. Uh, definitely going to be a first. So I'm just going to say you'll hear more about him in the upcoming week as I promote this thing, the Black Diamond on next week's Righteous Hustle. Uh, GoFundMe. Yes, GoFundMe. Righteous Hustle in Season 7 is uh, launching this GoFundMe campaign. Uh, the goal is 500 Uh, You know, we had one person to donate so far. Listen here, folks. If you listen to the sound of my voice, if you like Righteous Hustle, if you feel like the show has been a blessing to you, if it's opened your eyes, if it's been entertaining to you, donate. Any amount will count. Any amount is, is accepted. I don't give a damn. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the funds will go towards the paying for this broadcast because it costs money. The, the funds will go towards marketing of this broadcast, putting ads in the local newspapers. It costs money. Right now it's coming out of my pocket because I'm a worker. I'm a student. But this broadcast is going to be funded if it have to come out of my own pocket. But I do need the help of the community and the people out there who listen uh, to try to support this thing. So like I said, in Season 7, we're launching this GoFundMe campaign. So if you want to donate, it's uh, GoFundMe.com slash Righteous Hustle. GoFundMe.com slash Righteous Hustle. I even have a video on there where I explain the mission of Righteous Hustle, what I'm trying to do with the broadcast. I'm reaching out to you through video. And a lot of people like to see videos instead of things typed in because it gives them a chance to connect and see if somebody's bullshitting you or not. But like I say, no way am I begging for funds, but the broadcast can use the support of the people. Uh, GoFundMe.com slash Righteous Hustle. Uh, the sports report, uh, got the Braves in town today. They uh, lost today to the Mets. Uh, Mets beat them by the score of 4-3. to three. Uh, I think the Miami Marlins are coming into town. Uh, Braves did take 2 out of 3 from my Mets. Uh, Hawks getting ready for the playoffs. I think the NBA season ends next week. And the Hawks got first, uh, I think they're the first seed in the Eastern Conference Finals. In the Eastern Conference, excuse me, not the Finals. But anyway, folks, I'll be back here next week at the same time. And I want to tell everybody that every day, 
And I mean, every day is a good day, even with trouble. You know why? Because Jesus, Yeshua, he is the living word. This is here, man. It's been a blast. I'm Greg King. My man B. Banks over here. Righteous Hustle Radio, we out. I'll see you next week. Yo, tell the peace, Banks. Peace out, man. I appreciate it. Stay blessed.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.